You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome to the Giant Splash. I'm Henry Schulman, beat reporter for the San Francisco Chronicle. It's fair to say that no sports media personality in the Bay Area is more popular than Marty Lurie. He hosts the Talking Baseball Show each Saturday and Sunday on the club's flagship radio station, KNBR. This is the first of a two-part podcast with Marty, who at 74 is going to be cutting back his workload this spring. We'll talk about why and his thoughts on Gabe Kapler and the 2020 Giants. Before we get to Marty, we would like to give you an opportunity to have a say in what we cover. We want to know what you want to hear and how you feel we can make our podcast better. Please take a brief survey at sfchronicle.com slash podcast survey. If you complete it, you'll be entered in a drawing for one of five $100 gift cards. It's short, and we'd really like to get your feedback. That's sfchronicle.com slash podcast survey. On to Marty Lurie. Well, hello, Marty. How you doing? Henry, I'm doing great. It's spring training. The sun is out. We got baseball. What, what could be better? How about a conversation between Henry Shulman and Marty Lurie? Uh, I, you know, in the introduction, I said you're probably the most popular media personality in the Bay Area, and we have a lot of media personalities. Uh, you feel that way? Well, it, it's very heartwarming, honestly, and I feel we have a community of fans, and uh, my shows have brought that community together. And baseball's a talking sport. I'm on the weekend. I've got a lot of time, and people like to talk about the game. So I feel very good about what, what I've accomplished. Okay. There's going to be a big change yeah. this year, and some of you fans are <laughs> not going to like it. But, um, you know, Marty is sort of a marathon man on the weekends, before the games, after the games. <clears throat> sometimes six, eight hours. You're cutting back a little bit this year, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. And I thought about it last uh, August, September, at the end of the year. And I don't want to say I want to spend more time with my family. That's what everybody says. But I'd actually like to spend more time watching the game and walking around the park and sitting in the bleachers and sitting up in the suites and talking to people. And I decided, I said, you know, I don't think I want to do the post games. Uh, next year. So I talked to Jeremiah Crow at KMBR and I said, you know, I'd like to really cut back and do all the pregames, which I love doing. I'm still on for four hours on Saturday and four hours on Sunday. But on the post games, I want to sort of enjoy myself a little more. And the other part of it is, Henry, these Saturdays and Sundays turned out to be like 16-hour days for me. I mean, I'd be up at 6 a.m., you know, preparing for the shows, be at the ballpark by 8 o'clock. The game, I'm on until 12.45. The game is at 1. I eat lunch in 15 minutes and have to watch every single pitch then listen to the post game, and then do my post game for three hours. I'm home at 8 o'clock at night and then back the next morning. And also with so many Saturday night games, I was there at 11.30 at night and back at 8 a.m. the next morning. And I said, you know, it's a lot to do, and I'd rather enjoy myself watching the game. So 
That's what I'm going to do, pre-games. Marty, do you mind if I ask you how old you are? No, please do. 74. And uh, as I always tell Art Spander, I'm the most veteran guy around. I like it when Art's there because then I'm not the oldest. But I'm proud of it because I think about it. And even coming down here to spring training, I thought about it the other day. And I looked at everybody who covers baseball and everyone in the park and all that connected with the team. I think I've seen more baseball games and heard more baseball games than anybody in the ballpark and I don't mean to brag about it but that's just the longevity of loving baseball since I was five years old and you know you alluded to something I'm not as old as you are uh, but it does wear you down uh, to do this day in and day out and also um, you know I, I'll go to uh, maybe one or two Giants games a year where I buy a ticket just like everybody else contrary to what people believe we don't get free tickets to the Giants and I'll just go and people ask me don't you isn't it the last place you want to go um, when you um, that's Marty's phone chirping we didn't do the uh, we didn't do the old let's turn off the phone here thing um, so, um, you know, it, it, people ask me, don't you want to stay away from the ballpark? And, and watching a game when you don't have to think about doing something journalistically or think about a radio show is 180 degrees different, isn't it? There's no question. I, I like sitting in the stands. I like talking to the fans. I like talking to the ushers. I like walking around. I like watching a game in left field. I like going up to the suites. I like doing that. I like interacting. I like people. And I think part of the show that I do is I like callers. A lot of hosts on the radio, you know, the callers annoy them. I don't. They, I like them. I'm honored that someone would take the time to talk to me. And that's the way I feel when I walk around the ballpark. So this gives me the chance to do it. And I'm happy to be able to do it. I'm very enthusiastic about it. I've got plenty of time on the air. You know, these three, four-hour pregames are plenty of time. I'm looking forward to having you on. And I always said you should have your own show. You're really good on the radio. Uh, so I'm looking forward to the next season. I really am, and I'm very enthusiastic. And the other thing, Henry, you know this. This game keeps you young. I mean, I just interviewed Chris Shaw this morning. And Chris, how old is he, 25, 26 years old, whatever. I could be his grandfather. But in that interview, we were one-on-one. -on -one. I was the same age as him. And that's what baseball does for me. You live down here uh, in Arizona. I think a lot of the listeners know that. So that gives you a unique opportunity to be able to be here in spring training. Um, I want to talk to you about the games in just a minute. But what do you – like, we, we write stories every day. And uh, we do these podcasts and we tweet and all that. So, you know, we get something out of this 10 days or so before the games actually start. What do you get out of these 10 days? Well, you, you're bonding back with baseball. Uh, you're getting the feel of, of coming to the park early. You're, you're listening to the sounds of baseball. You're seeing the hands, the feet, the batting practice and all that. You're bonding back with baseball. The other thing that I feel that I do is I bring the story back to people who are when I grew up in Florida, you know, people up in the east would be in snow and stuff like that. Well, in San Francisco, maybe rain and all that kind of stuff. Let me get the phone out of here. Um, but I, I really feel we bring the story to the fans up in the Bay Area, and that's what I like about it. And I can do that from spring training for people who are in weather and they're not connected to baseball. That's what I'd like to do. Okay. Well, we'll have much more with Marty Lurie after I teach him to turn off his cell phone, and we'll get to that right after this. 
Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, now that I have taken your phone and thrown it into, <laughs> thrown it into the canal... Um, We've Flat had radio. Come on. Exactly. I go through this all the time. Exactly. Yeah. One, one of the things that we have a like, little inside joke here, uh, you know, we talk to Gabe Kapler at the end of every practice, and, you know, he's got his head fully into, you know, the drills. I mean, he's really kind of micro into these drills and, and the live BPs and all that, and you're really into the games, and you're, you ask these questions of Gabe. It's kind of like a funny back and forth where you're asking about the games, and he's going, Marty, I've got a lot to think about before the games. You really like the games. Absolutely. Look, Gabe Kapler walks around here like he is Casey Stengel, like he's managed for 30 years and he's a Hall of Fame manager. You know, he's had two years in Philadelphia. It didn't go that well. I want to talk to him about baseball, about his approach to baseball, uh, his approach to the game. This is a team that went 30 games without scoring a run in the first inning. Yeah, I'd like to know what he thinks about that, how he's going to work on that down here. I realize he's into the swing path and exit velocity and all the analytics of baseball, but there's a game to watch. We, we, I, I asked him about the closer. You know, I think you have to have a closer with the new rules. I don't think you can bring in a guy uh, who hasn't closed before in a 3-2 to two game. The first two get on, and you'd like to get him out of there, and you can't because he's got to face three batters. I want to know what he thinks about the game and how the game is played. And that's what I like to ask him about. And uh, um, I guess I'm the only one that does it. I'd like to know who's going to pitch on Saturday. <laughs> Why not? I want to yeah. know who's going to pitch. He yeah. knows. Let us know. That's been like a state secret. Really? Let yeah. us know. So I have sort of fun with him, I think. And, and the interaction with him is interesting because when I say to him, you know, what are you going to do to score runs? And then he looks at me and says, well, what would you do? And then I have to answer him and what I would do, and then we go back and forth. But for me, at least I'm getting him talking about baseball and not a swing path, and I think that's important. Yeah, the other day we were talking about um, small ball, kind of. And, yeah. uh, you know, this is an era where you you don't play for a run. And, uh, I, mean, you know, he, he, I mean, this is not Farhan Zaidi. He's not a kind of guy who plays for a run. Gabe Kapler has grown, grown up as a – a coach and or as a manager in an, at a time when you don't play for a run, but you think the Giants have to play for a run now and again, right? Oh, absolutely. Look in the first inning. In the first inning, uh, how many one-run games? I think it was 34 and 18, something like that, last year. And the games at Oracle Park, they were under 500 at home. Now these games at Oracle Park, they're not 9, 8, 12, 11. They're 4 to 3, 3 to 2. It seems like every game we play at Oracle Park, the sixth inning, it's 3 to 2 one way or another. And I think you have to be prepared for that. Absolutely. I think he's got to change a managing style. This isn't Citizens Bank Park. I want to see how he runs the game. That's why I want to see the games to start. I'll tell you another thing. He talks all about repetitive things and, you know, all the drills, so the muscle memory, and we've got guys catching, pitchers catching pop-ups and almost getting killed doing it. Well, if you're going to have the kind of offense that scores a run in the first inning, let's see you do it down here. Let's see a guy run 
in the first inning. Let's see you get a leadoff guy. Let's see you do a hit and run. Let's see you get a guy in scoring position in the first inning to get a run. I want to see that. And if I don't see it, I'm going to ask him why not. Well, one of the things that we've been think, talking about uh, amongst ourselves and thinking about is that um, they, they hired a bench coach who really has no n- nothing close to bench coach experience. And, you know, Kapler has said, well, I got Ron Wotus here. Uh, you know, nobody knows that better than Ron. He's a former bench coach. Of course, Ron Wotus is going to be on the field half the time. And so when the Giants are hitting, he's not going to have Ron Wotus by his side to give him strategic advice. I mean, have you thought about that? Yes. I have. Look, I thought if he's kicked out of the game, who's going to manage? Kai is now, you know, he's been in the Arizona Summer League, basically. Uh, so, yeah, I thought about that. But see, Henry, everything that, that Kapler does is scripted. Uh, there's very much of of the planning and they know with this pitcher on the mound we've got these hitters up we know what their swing path is we know what the chances are of them doing something so I don't think he's going to be he's not flying the plane without without control so to speak I mean he knows what he's going to do and I don't think he's going to get crazy uh, doing things I the, the fear I have with him is that everything is so scripted that he's not going to be able to feel the game and see the game in front of him, and he's going to make moves based on analytics and numbers and swing paths and stuff like that. So let's see. Let's see how it plays out. As I said, he's managed two years. You know, he is not, he's not in the Hall of Fame. He did not have a tremendous amount of success in Philly. But here, they've given him the, kings to, the keys to the kingdom. And Farhan, too. They walk around. There's no repercussions anywhere. He's got a 15-man coaching staff of people who are beholden to him. So this is a whole new deal for him to see how he handles this. But I want to see how he handles a major league game. And look, the big criticism of him was handling his bullpen in Philadelphia. And that's the key to Oracle Park. In Bochy, we have three rings because of that, because Bochy understood that, how to handle a bullpen. So that's the other thing I want to see, how he handles a bullpen. Well, not in terms of particular uh, portions of the team. Any individual players that you're kind of curious to look at this spring? Well, Bart. I think is is one for sure, uh, because I think the future of this team, he is the the, the heart of what's going to happen here in a couple of years. Uh, the other one is Jalen Davis. Uh, he has more power than anybody, and all he's got to do is figure out how to put the bat on the ball. And I've watched his batting practice, and he clearly has that lift going. He's got a sensor on his bat to get his path down. If he, he made contact, but he hit it on the ground. If he can make contact and lift it, he's got power to take it out. So I like watching him. And then there's Shaw and Slater. And, and then there's Rodriguez and Suarez uh, and people who are kind of in the middle. And it's not that they're bad, but they're not good yet. So I'm, I'm looking to see Sean Slater, what kind of springs they have, because knowing how Farhan operates, there are 29 other teams, and Sean Slater may give him a chance to, to, to do something if he has to. Okay. Um, one last thing on, on the team itself. Uh, I mean, they didn't re-sign or they didn't bring back Kevin Pillar. Yeah. That's like 80-something RBIs and 20-something home runs gone from a team that was one of the bottom-scoring teams in the majors anyway. 
Does that make you a little pessimistic about their ability to score this year or even win games the way they did last year at the beginning of the year? I think so. I think, it, and the reason Pilar's not here, of course, the return on investment and all the crazy numbers, you know, that that go into the computer said, don't get them. But the point is, Duggar is here, Billy Hamilton is here. Uh, Ms. Stremsky is here. Jalen Davis is here. And if you put Pilar in center field, Shaw, Slater, it's going to take at-bats away from guys who are in what I say this middle zone. Either they're going to stink or they're going to be good. And the only way we're going to find out is if they get at-bats. Pilar would have taken that away. Look, Las Vegas says they're going to win 68 games. They're not going to win 95 games, 97 games. They know that. This is a year of development and cleaning out some of the system until this next wave gets here. Well, Marty, I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. We have so much to talk about. Uh, we're going to do another podcast. Uh, it's going to be more about the Astro scandal and the state of the game. So I look forward to talking to you about that. Absolutely. Look, it's a talking sport. This is what we do well. So I'm very happy to be on with you. The Giant Splash is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Support the Splash and all of the Chronicle's great journalism by signing up for a Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com slash pod.